all the things we struggle with are for our glory in heaven. And that's what we should be focused on when we endure that and said, I know this is temporary. It sucks. It's really hard what I'm going through. But I know it's for my good because I know if I can endure this and give God the glory through it, that I'm going to be granted a place in heaven. And this, this is going to be setting up an eternity for me. What is up, friends and followers and listeners? This is Zach and Jack, and you are listening to Unscripted Scripture. Jack, say hello. 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 Can we harmonize? Hello. Hello. I'm not good. (laughs) Hello. Okay. Okay. That's enough. That's enough. We said hi. Um, Jack, tell me. If you could have a dream car, what would it be? 1964 Aston Martin DB5. Wow, right off the top of the head. You didn't even have to think about it. That James Bond car. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. With it's all the always, gadgets and it's stuff. It's always been my dream car. With the gadgets? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Remind? No, not remind. Just pretend. pretend like... Going to an old barn and like just seeing it under an oh. sh- old sheet, like it was in the one movie, like the Holy Grail. Dude. Yeah, that's what it would be. I'd lift the sheet and it would just be <laughs> sitting there, and the heavenly light would shine upon it. And the song "Bad to the Bone" would come on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the day. What I don't. About, what about yours? What's mine's your a 2008 Rav Toyota. Four. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, it's a mom wagon. Mm-hmm. I drive it now. Yeah. She gets me from A to B. She does a great job. No. You're already living your dream. I think um I would get like an old old Chevy truck. Mm. Um I don't have a year. I'm not I don't know the year, the model. Just give me an old small, medium sized truck and let me throw my boots in it at the end of the day and have my dog ride in the back that's all i want in life so yeah there we go but hey someone who also had a big truck no i'm just kidding uh we're gonna go into (laughs) the um scripture here Mm. last week we said someone who worked out a lot and that's why i said yeah but we're not really talking about one person i mean jack you might are you bringing up someone? No, I mean, not really. Just, We're kind of talking about a bunch of people, but right. also just about Jesus. <laughs> there you, you go. know, why not? Jesus Jesus had Jesus. a donkey. He rode in on a That's, donkey. Jesus had the donkey, you know. The wise men had the Mack truck. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. David had some camels probably. I don't yeah. really know. Transportation was there. That's why we brought yeah. up the, the car question. Anyways, we're talking. Jonah had the whale. (laughs) Jonah had the whale. Yeah, that is probably the best transportation in the Bible. Can you think of a better transportation? Um. Oh, ark. Noah's ark. Noah had the ark. Moses had. I don't know what Moses. He just kind of had the power. He he Jesus used the sea. Oh, he He walked walked on on the sea. Yeah, the water. But we're gonna be talking about 
Paul a little bit. Okay. Um, not really how he transported from place to place, but mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be talking about his teachings with uh, several people, and specifically the Corinthians. Um, but encapsulating what we're talking about, we're talking about um, having an eternal perspective in life and how Paul challenged us to look past this world and our our timeline here and to mm-hmm. see that we our time is not defined by earth it's defined right. by an eternity with god and this <clears> idea <throat> of we can live with him forever yeah and the whole the reason it was all brought up is because while i was feeling i don't know where jack was he kind of was on the same page was like yeah let's do it but i just feel like we're in the day and age where um we live a lot of short term um even as like me and Jack are in our twenties, and you know, everyone says that's the years to party and um, live it up, and I think that's a very short-term thing. Um, it really can define. Someone once told me you can have a <clears throat> a life of great things and do one bad thing, but you'll be remembered for that one bad thing. Um, so, and that happens by those short-term decisions. Um, so we're trying to get your mindset in the forever mindset, the eternity, which, Jack, I don't know about you, but as a kid, I think that was my most feared thing was thinking about eternity. And I still mm. get, if I get in deep thoughts today, I'm like, eternity, like, when does it end? Yeah. Like, in the we don't have anything, I was thinking about the other day, we don't have anything that's forever in our lives. Like, can you think of anything just off the top of your head? I'm just... Well, when we think about like our time on Earth, is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, just like yeah, I can't think any, of anything. Like I was so uh, I mention this every week because I'm happy that I'm getting married, and so obviously I relate things to that. And marriage, I'm like, oh well, marriage is kind of forever, but no, like when you say your vows, it's till death do us part. And um, so on Earth, it's forever, uh-huh. but you know, after you get to the second life, you get to. Um, heaven yeah it's the concept of forever is it's not the forever we're thinking of is not our time on earth it's Mm -hmm. the time beyond earth where Mm -hmm. where we really shine you know and we you you've seen the the francis Francis chan Chan, i was just gonna bring it up you were gonna say that but francis chan used this um in one in one of these uh seminars or sermons he gave he used a rope and it, it it was supposed to intend to like went forever. It was a white rope, uh, and at the end of it, it was a little red, little red strip, probably about two or three inches, mm-hmm. and then tons of feet, yards of rope left. Um, but he said that red strip would define our time on Earth, and how it's so amazing how a lot of us think of this this red part as being so much more important than the rest of this rope the rest of eternity somewhere else. Um, but it's also crazy that while this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, it really does because what we do in this red part determines where we spend the rest the of rest eternity. Of those, yeah, that you ordered. And this is what we get with Paul in the Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 5, specifically where we have to be looking forward to that time after death. Mm-hmm. That is the time that we strive for daily. That's what we live for. We live so that we 
can spend the rest of our eternal lives up in heaven with God. And yeah, that's that's the mindset he wants the Corinthians to have. Right. Let me read this first verse. Um, hold with me here as I will try to read it fluently. But for we know that if we if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Yeah. Just that first verse from Second Corinthians five one. I an earthly tent. You think of a tent. A tent is something that you set up, and it's just short term. You're not like. I mean, I bet some people do live in a tent. But, like, it's just supposed to be short-term, one or two nights, and then you just take it down and move on. Well, you think of our lives, it's just like your Francis Chan, the rope. Like, our lives, we stay in a tent for two nights a weekend, and then a house that is Mm -hmm. built, a strong, sturdy house um, the rest of our lives. And so, like, that's what I, that was, when I read that, I was like, wow, okay, so... Short term, your earthly tent, long term, strong, structured house. Um, that's what I got out of that first verse there. Yeah, comparing it to, you know, how, yeah, the tent is simple, it's shabby, it's it's not structurally sound. And that's, that's our life on earth, is that it's not supposed to be as enjoyable as a, you know, a five-star hotel or mm-hmm. a, a big mansion, you know, it's... Mm-hmm. It's hard, and it's like living in a tent because we're suffering all these these dangers around us, but that's what it's supposed to be so that we can endure that, that tent-like living and then come to that eternal house in heaven, the the house that God has built for us, not mm-hmm. by human hands. Um, and so, yeah, it's cool how Paul starts off with that in 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and, and in going on, he, he just... The rest of 5... One, we're going to go through 5, 1 to 5. Um, so 2 says, Meanwhile we groan, longing to be clothed, instead with our heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. Hmm. So, and this is this is interesting. Um, meanwhile we groan. So he's talking about, while we're here on earth, we are groaning. And we're struggling. Hmm. And that's that's true. Like we all struggle, right. Christians or non-Christians, everybody struggles. Um, but we struggle through different things. Um, and he's saying that not one of us is not longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. Um, that's that's what we seek. You know, that's what we're striving for. That's what we dream of. Is how there has to be something more than this shabby little life that we're living. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he understands that, and he addresses that, um, and he's saying well, we won't be found naked when we're clothed, and it's just it's cool, man. It's deep. It's... I think it's also you can see reassurance that if you're going through a bad season in life, like okay, we we'll say you live till you're a hundred years old. Say you have a bad season of life that's only you know three months, but during those three months you're going through this terrible time. It's nice to know that God says right here that nothing lasts forever. Like this season will end and a new one will come. Yeah. Um, so yeah, forever can be scary, but I think knowing that there's nothing 
nothing on this earth that is forever i think that's that's like a blessing in itself mm-hmm. how do you like how do you explain that to somebody though like that's that's i think a lot a big fear with even some christians is that like how i don't know what happens to me when i die mm-hmm. so how can i believe in a in a promise that i'll be welcomed into these holy gates with with a house built by god when when i don't know that that's coming or or why am i I don't understand why we groan here in something that I can feel and touch, but the things that I can't see, mm-hmm. I'm going to be blessed in. Like, it's hard to imagine that. And Paul is Paul's saying that. Like, that's what it's like. Like, that's the truth, is that God intends for us to struggle and to groan, but all for the sake of persevering through it, so that when we greet him, we could say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And it's all for that, all for that moment. That, that God is pleased with our good works on earth. And that that's what Francis Chan was saying. Like, mm-hmm. what you do in this red red part matters. It matters. It's The little stuff is insignificant and is not... He's saying you don't have to worry about saving so much money so that you can enjoy this mm-hmm. little part. Yeah. You know, worrying about this 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 test so that you can you can enjoy the next five years of your life. Like, that's, that is so insignificant. It's, it's how you talk to people and how you interact with people and... And what is your impact on other non-believers or even other Christians? Like, how are you glorifying God? Because that's what God is going to be pleased with when you greet him in heaven. Um, I think it's also the unknown of heaven. Like, we live in a world where everyone wants to know everything. We have Google at our fingertips. And, mm -hmm. like, if we have a question, like, who won the 2008 World Series, we can search it just like that and see that the Philadelphia Phillies won the 2008 World Series. Mm -hmm. But we live... In, yeah, a world that everyone has to know. So what's wrong with having a little bit of unknown and, like, not having an expectation? Like, we can we can imagine and we can pretend and we can dream about how great heaven's going to be and what, what life is going to be, like, after we die. Yeah. But I think that is a gift from God that he makes that unknown because you know how many times people hype up their expectations and then they just get, like, ah, they get, I don't know, what's the word? disappointed shot down yeah. yeah shot down disappointed because it wasn't what they were expecting and i think it's great that god's like hey this is let me handle this i'm not going to tell you but just seek and save the lost and love me love your neighbor and i'll show you the promised land once you get here mm. and that I, what you just said sets up the verse just before uh second corinthians 5 it's second corinthians 4:17 um it says this is a crucial verse. I love this. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Hmm. So he's saying our light troubles are giving us an eternal glory. That outweighs all of those troubles. So any everything that we go through on earth is so that we can be setting up and creating for ourselves any a place in eternity with God. And that glory, it's so worth enduring those troubles. And that's that's what Paul's getting at. Hmm. So we're fixing our eyes not on these troubles, but on what they're accomplishing, on what we're what we are given by enduring them, what is unseen. 
that is the eternal eternal part of what we're getting at in this episode is that all the things we struggle with are for our glory in heaven and that's what we should be focused on when we endure them is that i know this is temporary it sucks it's really hard what i'm going through but i know it's for my good because i know if i can endure this and give god the glory through it that i'm going to be granted a place in heaven and this this is going to be setting up an eternity for me Mm-hmm. And then that's what we reciprocate onto other people. That's the type of love and the type of promise that we can grant people by telling them about Jesus. And telling them that if you accept him and you are agree to live by him, you're granting yourself a place in heaven for the rest of your eternal lives. You know, your time on earth here is so short mm-hmm. in the span of all that all that time. Because like you said in the beginning, like when you think about eternity, it's it can be hard to think about. Yeah, like, what is hard. what is our purpose? Like years right. and years and years. Like, what is what is the right. eternal purpose of lo- like both lives? You know, it's it's something so big that only God can fathom it. Right. If you just stop and think about, like, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. But maybe a personal question is: You talked about how like going through a season and through this season, like, just having to have the mindset that this isn't forever, this isn't eternity, it's just a season, then um, it'll be done. Like, when did you have a rough season? Have you had a rough season yeah. in your life? Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. during that time, did you think, oh, this is all okay because God's just making me better out of this? Were you able to have that mindset? Eventually. Yeah. But there's always a time where... My my short my short sight takes over, mm-hmm. and I'm only looking at the trouble I'm enduring, and I'm only looking at what I'm struggling in. But then I'm I'm able to take a step back and think about you know what this doesn't matter, like the way I'm worrying about this, it doesn't matter because I'm gonna get through it. God's gonna get me through it. I just have to endure it because that's what the Bible says we do on Earth. Mm-hmm. Jesus told the disciples, you will be hated. The world is going to hate you. But you're doing it for a greater purpose. You know, Jesus knew he was coming to death. He knew he was going to be executed. He was so nervous that he sweat blood. But he went through with it because he knew that was his that was his purpose here on earth. That was why he came. And he knew that it didn't matter because he knew the second he died, he'd be in heaven. And he knew the criminal on the cross would be with him for an eternity. He's like, don't worry. You're going to be with me in paradise in a matter of minutes. Like that is, that's the eternal perspective that we all desire to have. The one, the one that Jesus said, the one that Paul had, Peter, like all these guys that were able to look past all the persecution, all the, stri- all the strife, all the division, and, and be able to see a future, you know, a future that's bigger than earth. Um and I mean, just in looking like at our our own world today and all the stuff that we go through, the the minuscule stuff, it doesn't matter because this isn't our home. America, you know, America is not our home. Mm-hmm. The world, the earth isn't our home. It, it, it's heaven that's our home. And I want to bring up this story that I read about um, online here. I was looking, I was just studying about. What we're going to talk about, and I heard this story from early 1900s, 
Uh, years ago, a missionary who had selflessly labored in Africa for 40 years got sick, and he had to come home to the United States. And he just so happened to be traveling on the same ship that brought President Teddy Roosevelt home from one of his hunting safaris. When the ship docked at the harbor, there was a great throng there to receive the president. Dozens of reporters were there popping photos, and dignitaries and government officials were present, were present to welcome the president home. At the same time, the faithful missionary, who had spent his entire life laboring in Africa, had absolutely no one to greet him. Indulging in a little self-pity, the missionary turned to his wife and said, It's just not fair. Mr. Roosevelt comes home from a hunting trip and the whole country is out to meet him. We get home after years of service and nobody is there to greet us. His wife wisely replied, But honey, we aren't home yet. That's it, dude. Um, I mean, she was she was able to speak truth to him in that moment when he when he was a faithful missionary mm-hmm. for all his life. Just sunk down and was looking so short sighted on what is on what is seen, the temporary, and his wife was able to look past on what's unseen, like this isn't our home. Right. Good for him for wifing her up. And good for her <laughs> for being strong for him. That is awesome. That's great. That's and that's the that's the type of I I just love those types of stories too, man. Like Oh man. I just love when you tell stories. <laughs> <laughs> story time with Jack, man. Story time with Jack. But yeah, that's that is I love when we were able to read it in the Bible here and then we have a story like that where we just modernize it and mm. we can really like that made me think like, wow, okay, yeah. There's someone who is seen as a leader, a ruler, and everything. And then we have someone who has been doing work, doing 40 years of service, and has not been an ounce of, like... No praise. Know, praise no, yeah. or anything, right, and comes home and, yeah, nothing. Nothing. Wow. So, just... right, we're not at home yet, honey. Yeah. Or whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, and that's that's the point of this one, I think, the... That's the the episode here is just we aren't home yet and I'm I'm tired I'm tired of living so short sighted mm-hmm. and so narrow minded at like mm-hmm. my present troubles you know I'm I'm struggling a lot with figuring out um, what I want to do for my career and how I want to set myself up to start you know working towards a, a personal ambition you know and a an ambition for the world. Um, and I've been just praying about it a lot and trying to understand, you know, the work we do here on earth, how meaningful that is. And 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 it is meaningful, you know, striving for things in this world for your own sake. You know, that's not bad. It's just when you when you're doing things solely for that reason, solely that for your own personal ambition, for your own uh, growth and success and status. You know, those things will fade away in time. But how are you working for the Lord? You know, how are you in your toil, in whatever your work that you're doing, how are you working for the Lord? Because all work all work can be holy if the if the worker is holy. And so it's not if anybody can do anything you want. Like you can do anything you want mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. But you have to be giving it back to God. You have to be serving him with whatever you're doing, whether you're a trash man whether you're the ceo 
whatever it is, you know, give that work back to the Lord. And that's because you, you know that that's, that's not That's what's now. meaningful yeah. in this world, everything else. That's the meaning behind right. this world. And that's, that's the meaning that Francis Chan was pointing out. And that mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to get across is that you hold on to this forever, this forever mindset, this eternal mindset while you're working in this world, while you're toiling, while you're striving to build each other up, build others up. Um, but yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> that, you got good stuff, man. I mean, I think what got me over as a kid just thinking about forever was one day I, like, I had to go downstairs. I think I was crying or I don't know. Like I would go to bed thinking about it before we had phones and it would distract us and we were able to think um i would like think about what is forever what is forever and i think i so i went downstairs and i just remember my dad coming comforting me and he's like what's there to be afraid about mm -hmm. if you know you're going to be in the lord's presence what's there to be afraid about and so now i live my life like i'm living for that forever I'm living to be in the Lord's presence. Hmm. I, I, and then I go away from this forever mindset and live like short term, like I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I th I live a better life when I live in the forever mindset than I do the yeah. short term mindset. That's great. You know what I thought about when you texted me forever? You wanted to do forever? What? Forever. Oh my Forever. word! Sand <laughs> oh. The Sandlot. Good old squints. We're gonna post one of that on our story. Yeah. We're gonna just post squints on our yes. story. Yes. So get ready for Forever. it, listeners. You act packers. So I guess to close this out, um, the challenge, the challenge for Zach and I, for Abby, for the listeners is. When you think of forever and when you think about your lives, are you just thinking about your life on earth? Are you thinking about, you know, the job you're going to have the rest of your life? You're thinking about who's going to, who you're going to share that with the rest of your life. But, or are you thinking bigger? Are you thinking about, no, my life is beyond earth. It's beyond, you know, these little things. It's, it's an eternal life in heaven. It's eternity spent with God and, you know, forever in his arms, forever in his realm, you know, yeah. in his time. You know, is that is that what you think about daily when you're when you're striving to live for Jesus and, and live for him? Is it so that you can you can see him one day and, and hear him say, Well done, that good and faithful servant. Um and so that's the challenge. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You can send us a voice message on Anchor. Uh, on underneath the description of each of our episodes uh, you can send us a DM on Instagram and uh, retweet us comment us on Twitter we, we'd love to hear from from everybody and um, we're just so excited we've got big things coming so uh, continue to follow us there and and thank you so much for tuning in see ya